Okay. So today I want to talk about um, my experience as a mother, um, being a new mom, um, and just to encourage those who may be trying to have kids um, and maybe in the place where uh, they have been told they can't possibly or, you know, just have situations that may cause them to not be able to have kids. I just want to be a safe space for you to come to um, and to get encouragement. Um, so first and foremost, um, my name is Brianna Fierce, and I just want to share my experience with you all. So I will go back to uh, November of 2021. Um, I was diagnosed with PCOS, uh, and I was pretty much told that I wouldn't be able to have kids due to the fact that I did not have regular cycles, and of course, if I didn't ovulate, then I wouldn't be able to bear children. Um, it had been maybe since July since I hadn't had a cycle, um, so it was a little bit discouraging in the beginning, but I did talk to my husband about it um, when I when they told me that I wasn't going to be able to have kids possibly because I have PCOS and I asked him how he felt about it I asked him you know if he would still be okay you know as far as our relationship um, because I knew that he wanted kids of his own or a family of his own um, so it was a, it was pretty difficult to even bring that conversation to him, and what was very refreshing for me is that he mentioned um, Sarah in the Bible, um, and how you know God told her at her ninety year old self that she would be able to bear kids one day, and you know of course Sarah laughed like what. I can't have kids. I'm I'm old, God. Like, but for him to even say that to me um, was very encouraging because it 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 made me feel heard. It made me feel like no matter what, you know, he would be there. Um, you know, because he even said, you know, if you couldn't, I would still be here. Of course, yes, I would want to have kids, but, you know, you just have to keep the faith pretty much, you know, and that's what he, that's when he mentioned the Sarah, um, story in the Bible. And it, it, it was a relief. Um, we were out to eat, so it really, uh, it was hard for me to hold back my emotions at first because I just. I wanted my own family. I knew he wanted his own family. And, you know, there are a couple of other, you know, backstory things that would, I guess, surround his decision of, as far as wanting him to have his own family as well, um, which I'll get into that in another episode. But um, it was just, 
it was a journey, I would say, and a good journey. Um, because after that talk, I prayed. I prayed constantly, like God, you know, if it's meant for me to be a mother, because that's, you know, that was one of my main goals, being a mother and a wife, you know, and having my a family of my own, and um, and just knowing that I didn't want to. Um, I guess leave this earth without being able to bear a life, you know, like that's something that is, 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 is a privilege. Um, and a lot of mothers don't get that. Um, and I don't want to say privilege in a negative, you know, sense, but just the fact that a lot of mothers don't get that, the opportunity to bear kids and to be a mother. And I feel for them, you know, because it's, it's a beautiful experience. And, um, it was a beautiful experience, you know, being able to, you know, have the opportunity. Um, but, you know, to go back to, you know, the beginning part, um, you know, we, we sat, we talked about it. I prayed, you know, we um, had some prayer cards that came out um, in the beginning of the year. Um, well, end of the year, I'm sorry, going into the new year. And... Um, you know, I wrote on those prayer cards, you know, God, again, it just meant for me to be, you know, a mother, allow that to happen, um, you know, because that's that was one of my main things that I always dreamed, like, just to be able to have my own kids, as you can see, she's so cute. But, um, so, I just, you know, I just kept faith, and I prayed about it, prayed about it, you know, and... And I even told God, even if it's not meant for me to have kids, I, I still thank you because, you know, we can get discouraged and feel like God just don't care, you know. And, um, you know, being that I had PCOS and if I wanted to, you know, bear children, then I would have to, you know, eat better, um, drink enough fluids, which I was doing because I'm an athlete, so I, I never ate bad anyway but it made me more aware of what I was not doing so for example I was not drinking a lot of water because I was always on the go I was always busy always doing something so when I you know had time to really sit back and look at the things I wasn't doing like of course drinking the water or not eating enough fibers not um you know, eating enough vegetables. I ate fruit a lot, but I was not getting enough vegetables, getting enough, you know, vitamin K and things of that nature. And so it caused, it could cause, you know, hormonal imbalances and things of that nature. So I was a lot more aware of what I was eating and putting into my body while I was trying to, you know, get pregnant. And so I want to say it was the second week or so of December, um, my cycle, you know, did come and I was very much so excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't had a cycle since July. This would be the time to, you know, go ahead and try to, you know, make it happen. And, um, <clears throat> so we, um, we tried, you know, and of course, because I'm so used to ha having irregular cycles, I was not aware that 
you know, I was pregnant. Um, again, I was an athlete. So a lot of things that, you know, happened as far as the irregular cycles is the nature I was used to. So, um, you know, I went through um, pretty much my whole pregnancy not knowing that I was pregnant. Um, I didn't have any morning sickness. I didn't have any weird food cravings. I didn't have um, any just normal signs of pregnancy. Um, in hindsight, I guess I did have, you know, sore breasts or nipples. Um, and I also had, um, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, um, acid reflux. But that I, that came later, but I did have a little bit of it in the beginning. But I just, again, I wasn't aware because I like spicy food. <laughs> so that was my, that was my reasoning. Like, okay, well, I just had something spicy. So, you know, and I just kind of brushed it off. Um, and again, I was training because um, I compete in track and field still. Um, and I was running hurdles. I was doing triple jump. I was doing all these things not knowing that I was pregnant. So I didn't find out until May. Um, and the way I found out was because we were at a track meet. I was helping officiate and I just felt bloated because my I was small. I've been small, you know, my whole life. Um, I want to say the time uh, in December, I think I was about 130 or so pounds, maybe 135. So I was really small and, you know, fit, athletic looking. So I wasn't showing at all. My stomach was still flat in May. Um, again, I was training. So she, she was not showing. Like I was, I looked small. So um, I... I was at the track meet and me and my mom, you know, we we're in the bathroom. She's like, oh, my stomach. Blah, blah. I'm like, look at my stomach, you know, like, I feel like I've been working out and I just feel so bloated. I don't know why my, you know, why my stomach not going down. And she was like, hmm. She was like, girl, you might be pregnant. Your belly went and poking out. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not pregnant. Like, girl, what? You know, because I didn't feel anything. And so that next day, I went on ahead and took a pregnancy test and after the track meet. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like I actually am pregnant. Like very, very pregnant because you know how normally, um, you know, you see people uh, take the pregnancy test and one of the lines are kind of faint because like, okay, you might be pregnant, but no, they both were very dark and they popped up very much so fast. So I was like, oh wow, I'm probably good and pregnant. And so I um I scheduled a doctor's visit with my primary and she checked me, you know, not really checked me, checked me, but she, we did another pregnancy test, actually two of them. <laughs> and it came up really fast as well in there. And um, then she she checked my stomach because she was checking my uterus to see how high it was was, and um, it was at my belly button. And she was like, "Girl, how did you not know you were pregnant? Your uterus is all the way up here, and 
you, you, you the feeling, the feeling your uterus, you might be five months, you know, and I'm just like saying, what? Are you serious? Like, I've been pregnant since December or January. So she was like, girl, let's, you know, let's go ahead and get you in with the OBGYN and, you know, get you a, a ultrasound set up and things like that. So I was just like, oh my gosh, like, this is really happening. So again, I didn't get my ultrasound until May, which is about, I'm going to say, I think I was like 25 weeks or something like that. And I was just like, wow, like, I am pregnant. And so, um, you know, I got ultrasound, and I was able to see her. I got a, I got, I went to another place um, here in, in Jax, and uh, it was called, um, uh, I forgot what the name of the place was called, but um, I, I do know that it's um, on Beach Boulevard off Kernan. Um, if you are familiar with Jacksonville area, um, but yes, it was, it was an experience, you know, seeing her for the first time, um, and just, it was a 3D, um, ultrasound, so seeing her, her facial features, um, and I could tell that she looked like her father in the room, um, nobody else really was like, could see it but me, but I could tell, I said, oh yeah. She's going to come out looking exactly like him. But, um, again, I didn't, I just, I was just very, I didn't know how to even show my emotion. I did shed a few tears, but I don't think it really hit me until I had her. Like, it was like, wow, I just brought her into this world, you know, and it was just, it was just an experience. Um, even the whole birth um you know I, I labored at home for a long time um I want to say it was about because I, I went into labor 4 30 in the morning on September 23rd um and I labored at home until about nine o'clock the um that's when the contraction started to get a little you know uh difficult to bear <laughs> And then um, I said, "Yeah, let's let's go ahead and go to the to the hospital." So we get there, um, and I was only three centimeters, so I had to wait a little bit in the triage room. When they came back to check me, um, they couldn't tell how far along I was because she had dropped down into my cervix. So. They weren't able to feel my cervix um, to see if I, you know, how many centimeters I was. So, um, they just went ahead and admitted me. And after that, you know, they they checked me a few more times. I, they, since they couldn't feel my cervix, they went ahead and um, broke my water. And um, from there, um, I, I did get an epidural. I didn't want to. But I was so exhausted from being up 4.30 in the morning, having contractions, um, and just going throughout the whole day trying to walk and, you know, walk her down and just being in pain. You know, I, I was just exhausted. So I went on ahead and got the epidural. Um, I did get a nap, but by the time I napped, they were coming back to check me. So I didn't get much sleep. So 
during the course of me pushing, I was, you know, kind of in and out of sleep, dozing off. Um, I, the epidural was not strong. I still could feel, you know, the pressure. I didn't feel the contractions, but I did feel the pressure. I could still kind of move my feet and my legs and things of that nature. But um, I wasn't completely numb. So when I pushed, I did very much so feel her um, coming out. So, um, but it was it was a beautiful experience. I know that's probably so weird to say being the person that had to go through, you know, the the pain and the the hard part of it. But I rewatch or I go back and look at the video of me giving birth and I cry or I get, I cry or I get teary eyed every time because it's like wow like that really just happened for me and I prayed for this and I was so grateful like so grateful every time even when she was in my belly I would just rub her rub my belly and just like thank you God because it was it was something that I prayed for and I wanted and you know then you know God provided me the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom like things just kind of fell into place um I mean and I know that's not the same for everybody because you know we have bills we have things like that but as far as like what to expect after um there is going to be some pain after I know you know people give the the roses and you know unicorns and rainbows parts of the print or delivery and pregnancy and things of that nature but yes there is pain yes there's times where you you know just want to go sit on the ice pack all day um the the aftercare is is what is the most challenging um because for that first six weeks you can't sit in a tub like you can't soak your body's sore all you want to do is just sit in a warm hot bath. You can't do that for six weeks, um, especially especially after a vaginal birth. But um, I, I believe they do the same for C-section as well. But you cannot sit and soak in the tub, you know, to relax. You have to take a shower. You have to, you know, um, you can't actually wipe. You have to dab. It's, it's a lot of things that you can't do, um, especially if you, you know, have tears, which I didn't tear <clears throat> bad. I had a really tiny tear. Um, um, so it, it, it didn't require stitches. So that was, you know, a great part of it, too. Like, I didn't. I, I, was, I was like, I don't want to tear, you know, but I didn't have to get stitches. But... Um, because I did tear, it was even though it was tiny, I still I couldn't wipe. Like we had, you have to dab. You can't, like you can't wipe. You have, you just have to dab it. And I, and that was a challenge for me because I like, I'm one of those like, I don't want to say OCD type people, but I like to wipe until the tissue is white. Like. <laughs> 
So that was just that was just a weird thing for me. Um, and then it's very sore. Like you can't, you know, be intimate with your husband for six weeks. Sometimes a little longer than that because it's sore. Like it's it's not, you know, pleasurable when you're still in pain, you know, from pushing a whole human out of your body and you know, you don't, it's, you don't even, sometimes you don't even want to because it's like, oh, you know, I'm still hurting. Um, and not that my husband, you know, did that. Like, we didn't do anything for a long time because he, he gave you time to heal, you know. And I appreciated that as well. Like, he didn't just, you know, as soon as six weeks was up, it's like, okay, come on, let's, you know, it was like, you know, he still gave me time to heal. Um, and even after, <laughs> you know, it, it was, it was sore, it was painful, but it wasn't like, okay, I don't want to do this. You know, it was like, we haven't been intimate in so long and I, you know, I missed that. So it was one of those things where it's like, okay, let me just put myself in different mental states so that I can, you know, enjoy this moment, you know, but, um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's not always unicorns and rainbows. It's not. Um, you know, your hips hurt. You know, um, getting back into working out can sometimes be a task because, like, for me, I breast, well, I nurse, breastfeed nurse. Um, so it is challenging sometimes as far as working out because she likes to be attached to me. And, but she doesn't like to, like, be all, like, you know, flipped over and moved around and stuff either. So I have to try to do things um, as far as working out that I, that I can do with her attached to me in the carrier, which is not a bad thing. I don't mind it, you know. That's just the joy of having to adjust, you know, to having another human. Um, eventually, yes, I do want to get back into running. But I have to slowly do that and also still allow myself, my body to heal. I still have you know, little pains here and there in my hips because your hips shift and spread for the babies to come out and they have to adjust back. So you just want to give your body time to naturally get back to where it was before you had a human coming out of you. So, um, and don't, you know, be afraid to, you know, feel, you know, because um, I, I didn't and don't deal with postpartum depression. Um, I have been pretty good on that um, because I do have support. And this is just something that I've always wanted. And I waited a while um, as well. Like, I am 30, um, going on 31 in a few days. So, um, I, I waited a while. And I, I waited until I knew that my capacity could handle having another human to take care of, you know. So, um, you know, because it's already hard enough that we have to take care of ourselves, and sometimes we don't do a good job at doing that, you know. And being that, you know, I have, again, that support system to where I can sit her down, you know, with my husband and say, hey, I need to take a shower. And in that shower is where I can 
you know, just de-stress. Um, and not that I am stressed, but sometimes we can be, like, stressed without knowing we're stressed. Um, and I personally carry a lot of tension in my shoulders. Um, so once I feel my shoulders kind of get a little tense, I'm like, okay, I need to de-stress. Even though I'm not necessarily like, oh, my God, you know, freaking out, stressing about something. It's just, you know, sub, you know, subconsciously you're probably stressing about something and don't even know it. So, um that's my time to kind of get away and relax, you know, just go take a really hot shower, relax, you know, and then by the time I do that, you know, get her ready for bed and she's, you know, gone. So, you know, it's, um, it's, it's an experience and, you know, I can't even say what to expect because you really just have to expect the unexpected, you know, um, you know, expect to sometimes be up until have twelve o'clock until they go back to sleep, or expect to be up, you know, feeding, you know, every two hours, you know, not getting as much sleep in the very beginning. You know, if you're gonna nurse, expect for it to be a little painful those first two weeks, but stick with it. Stick with it because the first two weeks I was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot do this because it hurt them latching on hurts but if you stick with it it gets better half of the time now it i don't even pay attention to it she's that she's latched on she's eating she's fine i'm sitting there watching the movie while and sometimes she'll fall asleep so now it doesn't bother me at all but it is going to be it is painful you know i'm not going to Sugarcoat that part. It is very much so painful, but it gets better. You have to stick with it. Um, I found that pumping, um, using the breast pump, um, does help with that, as well as getting the, um, it's called nipple cream. So you get the nipple cream, nipple balm, you know, things of that nature to help soothe, you know, your your breasts because it is going to hurt those first few few weeks um so you know as far but again as far as being a new mom um the transition was not as bad you know as um you know i've heard that it could have been you know and again i had the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom which i'm so grateful for because i'm able to not only use this as bonding time but also you know, just be there and um, be able to watch her grow and be there for the experience of her growth because I feel like we can miss up, miss out on a lot of their growth because we're not there. Um, and it's not purposeful, and I do understand that because, you know, we have to work. We have to, you know, get money. Um, and a lot of, you know, mothers don't get the opportunity to be at stay-at-home moms, but... Um, even if you're not a stay-at-home mom, it's also, you know, just important as parents to always, you know, be there or be present, you know, in our kids' lives. And, um, and you know, just making that time, you know. Um, and I know that in the long run, like, they will definitely appreciate that. Like, I know she's going to appreciate you know, that we are going to be in a position where, 
we're going to do our best to always be able to support her. Um, and I know for me, um, that was one of my big things um, as far as being a mother, because I always wanted to be able, I want to always be able to support my kids. Um, I think I set the expectation for myself because that's how my mom was. Like, it didn't matter what she was doing, how tired she was. If we had a track meet or my sister, she had a soccer game or whatever case, like, she was going to make sure she tried to be there. Um, tired or not, like, she was there. You know, um, uh, you know, summer track, she was there. Uh, college track, she was there. You know, some, some meet she couldn't come to because she, you know, was coaching herself. Um, but she still was there in a sense of, oh, how did your race go? Let me call, you know, how did your race go? You know, what did you do? What did you run? Like, what was your time? You know, she was there. So because she set the expectation, because she set the expectation, then I, I want to continue that with, you know, my kids and always making sure that I'm present as a mother. But, um, but yeah, so that's going to be it for this episode of A Safe Space with Breezy. Um, Again, if you have any other questions or want me to go into more detail about, you know, my experience with my daughter um, or my marriage, my husband, you know, how we both coped as being new parents, things of that nature, um, don't don't hesitate to ask questions. I'm here um, because, you know, I had that safe space, you know, and everybody doesn't have that. So I want to be that safe space for mothers who just need some um just a listening ear or just somebody there you know because again being present you know they say it takes a village so um just feel free to ask any questions but i'm going to conclude this episode for today um be stay tuned for the next episode i will have a guest speaker um which will most likely be my husband um, we just want to talk about both of our experiences um, as being a new new parents, and then you all can get his um, his side of the story. <laughs> but I I just thank y'all for listening, and I do pray that I am able to reach out to you know a few people or have reached some of you all now, and that you all you know. Use me as your safe space. Toodles. <laughs>